If you are an HR professional, business owner, or at the operations level trying to understand what people want, you may be struggling. Our systems have been shocked, practices have been questioned, and culture is the leading conversation. Let's learn how culture is created, sustained, and why it should be the leading conversation when discussing hiring, training, and retention. This is the foundation of any business, and it's time to address it. So tune in to Let's Talk HR, humanizing the conversation. We tackle topics that influencers of change need to understand and struggle to overcome every day, such as where to start and what the new workforce wants and how to attract and keep positive momentum going. I'm your host, Leanne Lovely. Wanda Fox is a people person. She loves to entertain. So her passion really falls with people, food, and conversation. She likes to know what makes people tick and what their talents and gifts are. Sharing your story is a form of therapy. She found that if you engage people in conversation, especially over food, it relaxes them and conversation flows. After following her passions, she found her way to starting her grazing table catering business using high-end artisan products. Along with that, she makes her own black walnut charcuterie boards to showcase the food. Food became her artistic outlet. She uses food as her painter's palette. However, in between all of this, she also worked in a public school setting. There, more than ever, is where she saw in the younger generation and young adults a need for something to reduce stress and anxiety. And in 2018, Wanda started researching mental wellness and found the company Amari Global, the mental wellness company. This brought all of her passions together today to talk to her about her journey to uh, where she is today. Wanda, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to talk with you about your journey and where you are now, so thank you. Hi, Leanne. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah. So why don't you start out by um, you know, telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, as we talked before, and my passions, they're kind of twisted, but they do have a pattern. My passions are people, food, and conversations. So with that, I like to find out what makes people tick. And in order to find out what makes them tick, you have to engage them in conversation. And oftentimes my conversation of around food, that kind of opens the door. I love that because you're absolutely correct. It, yeah, you get a, you get, you, what, what is it? Um, the old saying, the old added, um, adage, uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's through his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a little bit true. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You get you get some great food and, and uh, you know, great conversation going. Never hurts to have a really good glass of wine in your hand or a great beer, whatever your, your preference is. And, yeah, the conversation definitely flows. So you uh, – and with that being said, you, um, you actually have an event catering company, um, Fox and Company, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, ironically enough, I don't appear that way now, but as a young adult and as a young kid, I was incredibly shy, painfully shy. So now 
I kind of gravitate towards that person that I see standing on the sidelines, extremely uncomfortable, wishing the ground would swallow them up. And I found, because I love to host in my own kitchen, 60 people in my kitchen doesn't rattle me. But if you bring that shy person into the kitchen and give them a job, you can see the inclusion and you can see their shyness and their anxiety just go down. So I love food. I love preparing food. I love everything about it. And it took me a long time to decide on the grazing table concept, but that kind of pulled my creative talents together. And it was the wow factor. And that is what away from technology and on our phones, I'm like, I want something that will cause people to come into the room and go, wow, look at that. And then you start engaging over food and then the conversation starts. Right. And often, you know, the beginning of that conversation are, are, you know, the openers, the starters, but as the evening goes on, those conversations become more and more authentic. Absolutely correct. Or if not right then, they lead to a friendship where that will develop. Right. Awesome. So how long have you been doing, doing that? I actually started in 2015, and the reason I wanted to uh, go into that, I actually was a flower farmer, and I did use that for my therapy as well, but I wanted something that was more lasting than that. Um, I did classes on that. There was a long story to that, but I'm like, I want something that is more encompassing, and that's why I finally went into the grazing table concept, and my vision was an old world painting where you see these tables just laden with food, um, and like, that's what I want to do, so it took me a while to pull that out of my brain, and then I started making my own big serving boards, and I'm like, this is what I want to do, is create, food became my painter's palette. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, right now I'm starting to get hungry and I'm <laughs> starting to think, huh, well, I, w I wish I could see a picture of, of what this looks like because, you know, you walk into these elaborate, you know, parties or you walk into these and the grazing table now is the, the really popular, excite. well, I shouldn't say it, it before the pandemic, that was, you know, the thing that everybody loved, unfortunately, the pandemic kind of slowed that down a little bit. I think it's now coming back where everybody loves to just be able to walk up, grab a couple of things. And you have that huge selection of all of these different and people stand around and, and talk. Yeah, they do. And the fun part about this is when you're served a plate at a sit down dinner, you know exactly what you have and you just dig in. But with a grazing table, the whole concept was, how do I put this together? So I walk through it. It's a pairing of foods, different flavors, different textures. I show them how to put it together. That's kind of the conversation, the engaging part. That's what gets people to start talking. And then they're like, oh my goodness, I would never bring these foods. That's what opens the door. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Now you mentioned you were, you were also a flower farmer. I was. I thought I could do it all, but I did do that for several years. I designed for my own um, uh, design work. 
I also sold on some high-end farmers markets over on the North Shore. And that's when I just really, really started understanding the need for some form of therapy using your hands. And then it's hand-mind coordination. And then out of that came the um, adding in the other component of the food. So, okay, you said you thought you could do it. So I don't even know what it what does a flower farmer look what does that look like <laughs> okay so if you buy flowers you probably go into a shop and buy them and that's that's there so mm -hmm. i grew up on a farm in virginia and i wanted to gravitate to i never wanted to be on a farm when i was a kid at home and then i left and my commercial work corporate work took me away from that but flower farming is um well, just think about this year. If I had had to do flower farming this year as cold and wet, it would have been really difficult. And then that involves bringing in your greenhouses, which I was not growing greenhouses at that time. So it's a lot of preparing the land, same as farmers. Uh, it's doing a lot of seed work. It's doing a lot of transplant work. Um, you think taking care of a dog is a lot, making sure the food and water um, taking care of a flower farm because then you have to be so careful of insects and bugs and but I raised them organically so I did sprays on them because I wanted them on the table so wow but there was a beauty in that because I grew them I designed them I sold them I interacted with my end customer so there was a story in that from field to table and I knew the whole story. Interesting. Okay, so the, here, here's a fun, fun fact. So I have a friend who is actually um, lives on a farm and he, he sells flowers every year. And when I went in to buy my flowers, this I, I go out to buy my flowers from him now. Um, and it's, it's like an hour drive, but, you know, I'm dedicated to supporting, you know, obviously my, my network, my friends, you know that. And when I walked in there, he had these little pods. And I'm like, what? are those and he's like oh those are um praying mantis pods and i'm like interesting and he goes yeah and, and i saw them all over i'm like why why do you have so many of these and so what you just said growing organic you have to get rid of the bugs you have to so he goes do you want one of those and i'm like oh yeah i guess i do so i'm assuming that you probably did things like that right like it's, it's a farmer's friend yes yeah but then the other thing is depending on what your soil is your soil lends a lot to that so there's a there's a whole education process behind that yeah i grew up on a crop farm and a dairy farm so we weren't so concerned about the end product looking perfect with a dahlia with no um, insect bites in it. So, yeah, it get it got kind of tricky. Right. Yeah. So now I, I'm I'm gonna have hopefully I'll have a you know any what one of those pods anywhere from fifty to two hundred and fifty. He said. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what what am I gonna do with? But apparently that's you know one of those pods produces. And it'll cut back on the amount of, you're right, the, you know, my dahlias, I have dahlias um, that, you know, I actually have to get those in the ground. I finally can um, again, yes. but um, all my, you know, flower, and I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're so beautiful, except they've got bug holes in them. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing, we had a lot of honeybee hives around us. So, and we had a lot of prairie land. So 
think that I supported the honeybees. Right. Oh, how fun. So, okay. Yeah. So you went from flower farming now to, you know, your catering company and now you are, you're engaged in another very interesting that lends again, because I'm, I'm hearing a common thread in everything that you're, you're kind of talking about things that are, are helping with the mental health, the doing something with your hands that's also create, you know, create creative. There we go. Getting that word out. Um, these are all things that are lending to your mental health, things that are um, keeping you busy and, and kind of in a healing way. So now you, you, your most recent, you are with um, Amari Global. So tell me, you know, who are they and, and what are you doing with them? So it does look ironic that I've kind of ping-ponged all over the place, but you're all right. There is really a common thread going through that. And that came from my own uh, background, my own history, my own health. Uh, I am a mom. I have two adult children. So we learn a lot when we raise our own children. I did work in an education system. So I got to see um, everything in, in mental wellness, um, from the kid that was crushing it to the kid that needed assistance to uh, special needs. So then I learned there is a common thread running through the mental wellness. We all have it. It does not discriminate. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we hide behind a facade. But then after doing my own research, and I was basically a holistic person. I grew up on our own food that we grew on the farm. And we think we are doing the best we can in the system and societies that we're in. But nonetheless, our gut needs a little bit more nutrition than where we're giving it. And then that is when I learned that directly affected the brain. But I didn't know all of that. It went back to me having a compassion for people and the people that felt lost and were looking for solutions. and that is when i learned that there was a whole lot more to mental wellness than what i thought and oftentimes we think of mental wellness or mental health as somebody that deals with mental health concerns but mental health can be anything from just stress and anxiety that can fall out into the classroom um, there can be underlying cursors or precursors i should say from perhaps food sensitivity but it can come, it can manifest itself in many ways. And what I found, if we address the root cause holistically, then we can, as we say, if you address the root cause in the gut brain microbiome, you can actually rewire the brain. And we've kind of proven that. And then I just became so fascinated with it. I'm like, if this helps me, and it's all about conversation, it's all about talking to people, well, then why can't I pull all three of these things together? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I did. So this is, this company is, um, is this an all natural uh, supplement or what, what is? Well, it's actually was built out of a passion of love. So Amari is Latin and it does mean to love. So it was created by an incredibly successful businessman who fell through the cracks with his own um, health and well-being after he built several billion billion dollar companies. So from that, he sought out the best minds in the industry to create a holistic product. So 
without going deep into it, uh, we have no fillers, no sugars, no caffeines, no colors, no dyes, and we have a kid product. And that really became my passion is to work with the young children going into high school, going into college, where with my own children going into college, I saw the stressors and I'm like, well, what can I do to help that? How can I offset that? And then the passion just kept growing deeper and without going deep into this, you know where we are with suicide rates. And I'm like, what is causing that? How can my voice lend help and support to that? So that is why I became so passionate about that and working with some other platforms around this as well. It's like, I do have a solution. I do have something that will support. So I just incorporated that into more of my passions of who really is Wanda Fox and what are your passions and how can I help humanity? And maybe it's only a few people, but it's a ripple effect. Wow. Right. I go back to, you know, a saying that, um, and I'm probably going to say this wrong because it's not in front of me, but um, I cannot help everyone, but one person can help someone. And if we all have that mind frame of, you know, just assisting with one person or trying to, you know, help just one person, we as a, you know, community, as a society, we would be able to help give a lending hand, would be able to make a difference in our world, our society. And you clearly have a passion. Are you open to talking a little bit more about where that driver comes from? Where, where did that originate? What, you know, did you experience it yourself? Was there somebody in your family? Well, I like to think we all have um, things in our, our back office that we don't put out there. But growing up and then the, as I got older, I learned a lot more about my background, about my ancestors and things that they dealt with. And I'm like, wow, what if they had had um, these options? What if this had been available? And I will say a lot of this is based on ancient wisdom mm -hmm. um, and herbs. But what is bringing it to the forefront? is modern day science. Right. And that is where the two things are blending together. So with my own health and then with, um, we're a family of four, we're all on the products and we have just seen such massive changes within ourselves. And then the testimonials and the ones that speak to my heart the most are when we can bring a child in school struggling, we can bring them out and give them confidence we can bring them from the back row to the front row. We can take the stress and the pressures on college athletes and college students alone is horrendous mm -hmm. in these days. And it's like, if we can give them something that we know will support them and make life easy, make them crush their goals. For me, myself, I lost a lot of weight, but the biggest thing I saw in myself was confidence. And it's like, I've got this. Mm -hmm. I know that I can go out there with my with my event raising tables. It's my passion. I don't meet a stranger anymore. I'm no longer that kid that was shy. Leave me alone. Just let me. And that's why I gravitate towards that. So I might be doing an event 
executives. I might be talking to a mom. Again, I'm not that clinical person. I'm not that pharmacist. It's my passion. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've walked that road. I think I have something that might help. So that's kind of what it is. And when you were talking about little cliches and, you know, we say that to the world, you're one person, but to that one person, you're the world. Right. And it's like, so who can I help today? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Part of the reason that, you know, I created this podcast, part of the reason that I tell my story, I, part of the reason I talk about my story, which is, I think, the reason you and I connected in the first place is because I'm out there talking about my mental health. I'm out there talking about all of that stuff. My passion is to, to let people know that they're not alone in this. And if we were all able to follow our passions, um, I, I think that we would have a much more, well, as you, as you say, conversations, we'd have a lot more, open, honest conversations with people. And if we were doing that on a regular basis, I think that we would find that we are in a much happier, open society. Of course, you know, there are always the, you know, the, the other side of that, that not everybody wants to have great conversations, but... Well, that's true. And, you know, the world is a big place. There are a lot of people. And can we reach everybody? Um, but there's one thing that sticks out in my mind so much. There was um, something that was on the news last year, uh, very much so. It did not end well. But when I went back and watched those videos of leading up to the end, I saw hand signals of this young person. And I picked up on it because it, was a, it wasn't a signal um, like a recognizable signal, but it was a signal of something that she was doing with her hand. And it, um, I'm like, I reckon that's fear. And I think what that's one of the things that I'm wanting to do is just put things out there to educate people, to open their minds, broaden their horizons, to look for other options, other opportunities, other solutions, Maybe it's somebody that is desperately looking for a solution. But I think a lot of it is just listening and watching. And when the time is right, they'll approach you because you've opened the door for the conversation. Right. Yep. So if somebody wanted to reach out for you, reach out to you for, um, well, your catering, um, your catering services or for more information about, um, uh, Amari Global, uh, how would they go about doing that? Okay, there's a couple sites, but I have to tell you this first because you're from Wisconsin. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of my product comes from Wisconsin. Oh, really? Yes. There's a lot of cheeses created in Wisconsin. Yes. There are um, one company that I source my bacon from that is second to none. It goes on every table. So, yes. Um, Wisconsin is well represented on my grazing tables. Oh, well, so, so what is your reach? Um, what, where, you know, where do you typically? I'm in Northern Illinois. So I stretch into the city. Uh, predominantly the city was my area. And then I stretch up into the Lake Geneva area and into the Northwest suburbs. Oh, okay. Lake Geneva. That's, that's right in my backyard. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. It's not far at all. No, not far at all. 
But a lot of a lot of my clients have been downtown Chicago uh, corporate companies. Right. Okay. Excellent. So, um, yeah, if, if somebody wanted to, do you have a, a website? And this is all going to be obviously on our um, uh, on my show notes so that somebody could, you know, take a look at the show notes and and be able to find you there. Um, so the easiest place to find me for my catering, it's really simple. It's my last name, Fox, F-O-X, in company. So Fox, letter N, company dot com. There's a story behind that name as well. Uh, I married the fox. Um, so that's kind of my umbrella behind all of that. And then the easiest way to find me, Amari, is I am on LinkedIn under Wanda. So I post a lot of educational information on there, a lot of engagement. There's other reason, uh, ways to contact me, but they're all the interlinked. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And I, like I said, I will post those on the, the show notes and everything else. So um, I have a question of the season that um, I am asking everybody. And um, I this one, uh, this question I, I find really interesting because um, I, there are times in my life where I think if I could go back, um, would I change anything? Would I, would I, and, and usually I, I think, no, I would not change the trajectory or the path, but would I give myself advice, you know, to help myself? So wildly interested to hear what, um, your answer is. Um, if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself advice, when would you go back to, and what advice would you give yourself? It's easy to answer now. I'm older and I know how painfully shy I was. So the first thing would be get rid of that. Um, you lose a lot of opportunities when you're so painfully shy, but learn to use your voice. Your voice is your power. Yes, go back. And that's why I gravitate to that young person is, but I have the means now to know how to deal with that, but not to be so shy. The world won't gobble you up and learn to use your voice. That's great. And, and you're, you're very right. There's a lot of individuals out there that, um, well, there's a lot of individuals out there that stay quiet on purpose, not necessarily because they're shy, but they are, introverts by nature. Um, they choose to listen more than they talk. Um, my husband is one, um, and he's not shy. And then there are the individuals out there that are too shy. Um, and I just want I have to be honest, I can't imagine you being a shy person. You are just, I told you I changed. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but, and then there are the individuals who are truly shy and, um, and given the opportunity um, I, I have met, obviously, individuals from all walks of life. Given the opportunity for the for them, um, or if they were given the opportunity, saying this all wrong, but let me try again. If they were given the the opportunity, they're so wildly brilliant. Many of them are so wildly brilliant. They're just under-recognized because they don't have that well, I've just never been a shy person, so I don't know what they, what they don't have. <laughs> well, you, know? you mentioned something about your husband not being shy, but he likes to listen. Mm -hmm. Well, I do find that 
that is incredibly valuable. Right. We need to listen. But in the listening is when you learn the questions to ask to draw them out. And then when you start drawing them out, when you talk about them being brilliant and incredibly shy, when you find their passion and their trigger points, then you, and it, literally something like that can change the trajectory of someone's life. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, she really believed in me. I, I really can do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the passion behind everything I do is drawing that person out to believe in themselves and to find that confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's not, all, it's not always an easy job to do. It's, it's a process, mm -hmm. but that's my passion. And then I see the end results and um, I, I can see what happens. There's this young man I know, he was incredibly shy all through school. He grew into college and from college, he went on to manage a $28 million job. And that same young man is going to be road tripping now for three or four months. He's like, every goal I set, I crushed, I met it. And so that's the growth that you want to see in a person. And it's because you believed in them and you encouraged them mm -hmm. and you gave them the tools and the confidence to get there. Right. Right. Ab completely. And, um, you know, again, going back to my husband, he's he's a complete introvert, but you put him behind a DJ stand. Uh, he, he, he DJs. Um, he does hip hop. He scratches. He does hip hop. He also does weddings. And you put him behind there and he's like us. He's got like a split personality, completely like alive. And he's in his realm of like, I know I'm good at this and I'm going to just I mean, he, he can turn a a quiet, completely neutral room into every single person standing up and jumping up and down. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> so you're that's right. His, that's his talent. That right. He right. I, I watched him take um, a, it was a group of engineers. OK, so we all know engineers have a tendency to have that. You pretty know, subdued subdued personality <laughs> you know highly intelligent in the beginning of the night they're all coming up saying hey can you tell how does this equipment work and he's like seriously listen to the music like how many times do i have to explain how the equipment works and by the end of the night they were that song jump 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 by the end of the night i saw these engineers and not young engineers i'm talking you know like mo the average age in the room was probably 50 and they were jumping up and down saying play another one and i'm going oh my god i what just happened we're in the twilight zone <laughs> like and he you know the the person running the events like you you need to uh, turn off the music and he's like yeah i'm trying but i keep getting you know all these people keep requesting another song <laughs> I'm like they were singing trying to sing karaoke and i'm just like oh my god so, so for him, that's the power of music. Yeah. That's what I see in my grazing table. It's breaking down those walls right. and becoming a human. Yeah. Yes. Right. Everybody, you know, I, I've seen a post um, on LinkedIn. What is your superpower? Um, it, and it's truly everybody has every single person has something. Some people may not know what it is yet. Either they're young in their career or they just they haven't figured it out. 
And it sounds like, Wanda, you enjoy you enjoy talking to people and helping them figure out what it what their superpower is. Everybody has something. And when you when you identify what that is, it's amazing because then you can really leverage that use that to your benefit to the benefit of others. And, you know, yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, absolutely. And I think you could you could have changed someone's life for the absolute better because they're like, she believed in me. Right. So then you just instilled belief in them. Yep. And that's yep. and that's that's the part I love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, yeah, absolutely. That's brilliant. And pe- we need more people like you. We need and I know a lot of a lot of um, business professionals who will offer, hey, I'll be a mentor to you. I'll, I will. you know, And that's what we need in this world. Well, it does. And um, there are a lot of people that I think that are stepping into that role because there is such a massive need for that. And when you surround yourself with people that are of that mindset, I mean, they become a mentor to you. But then in turn, you can take that same and you can pass it on to someone else. So, I mean, like you, I feel like you would be someone's mentor and podcasting these days has taken on a whole new level. So I was working with a a young man the other day, actually interviewing him for something else. And he works with young adults, teaching them podcasting. And I mean, back in when I was a teenager, there were, well, technology is not what it is today. So there are so many things that if we just open up those avenues, look, this is something you could do. And I think that's where the mentorship is huge, is showing young people, because we don't come with knowing everything, you have to walk the road so you can go back and say, well, this might be. So I think that's what you're good at doing too, is giving people other options and interviewing people and bringing this out like, wow, look at who Leanne just interviewed. I want to go do what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I get, I have a lot, um, I've had quite a few people come to me and say, hey, I've got um, one, it was my granddaughter, I've got, you know, my my daughter or my son, they don't know what they want to be when they grow up, um, even though they just went to college and have a degree, will you, will you talk with them? Will you interview them and see what they, what they're interested in? And I'm like, yeah, I'll talk with them. But I can't tell them what they're, what they want to be when they grow up. I can tell them what the world has to offer. And I can walk them through the steps of how they can hone in on what they want to be. Um, and I've, I've done that a lot. I've done that a couple of times and said, okay, here's, here's where you should start to focus. Here's with your degree, here's where, what you can do. And sometimes, you know, with the gr- degrees nowadays, you know, you can get a, a degree in economics or you can get a, a business degree and you can, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. Um, so I, I've definitely done that um, for a number of individuals, a number of young um, people who just recently graduated. You One have- of the things that I find so useful with that when you're talking about young college students, and, and that is a, that's a huge stressor. What do I do mm-hmm. now? It's like to sit them down and say, tell me what you love to right. do. 
then plug them in on LinkedIn and say, go follow somebody who's doing exactly what you want to do. And let them just be on the side, just watching, because you can learn so much oh, yeah. just watching someone. And maybe what their degree is is not what they really want. But you know what? No one could ever take that piece of paper away from them. They mm -hmm. have a degree. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is that I started going to school for computer programming. Actually, my first, my first, I started going to school for accounting. Um, then I started going to school for computer programming. Then I switched my degree to business with an emphasis in human resource management. So it, it's, it's ever changing. Um, it, you know, I shouldn't say it's ever changing. Um, it's a lot of college students, they choose their degree way before they have any concept of what they want to be, what they want to do. Unless, I agree. Yeah, right. And nobody gives them guidance. Who, and, and I completely agree. For my son, um, an educator has said college will help him find his direction. On the flip side, my daughter is an educator, and in her middle school, they have all of the trades listed, mm -hmm. and they show you what you can make as a tradesman. So I don't want to come on here just as college only. In the world we live in today, the door is open for entrepreneurs. The door is open for tradesmen, and we seriously need those. Um, so that's why I encourage people, uh, don't just feel like it's one track and this is what I have to do. And if I don't, I'm a failure. Um, I do seriously encourage people to reach out to people in your community. If someone wants a job with me and watch, I would absolutely allow them to come do that. Um, maybe they find out that's absolutely what I don't want to do. I like what someone told my son. Um, after he poured concrete for a summer, he said that was the best thing you could do. You found out you didn't want to be concrete labor. Um, that's not to say we don't need concrete laborers. We do. That just wasn't his passion. Right. So right. I highly encourage go shadow someone. It, if, you, if you think you want to be a flower farmer, go see what's being involved <laughs> in being a flower farmer. It's not all roses. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. And uh, what you said, you know, go shadow. I work at a staffing company. If you want to go try out a couple of different jobs, come and be a, a contractor for for six months and try out a couple of different jobs. They're going to be entry level because you don't have a ton of experience in different things. But entry level nowadays is not twelve dollars an hour or six dollars an hour when it was my first yeah. job. Yeah, actually, I think four dollars an hour was my first job. But uh -huh. I think it is probably the best time that they could invest in their in their future self mm -hmm. is to go job shadow and go talk to people. And then that comes back to being shy. Oh, you have to learn to talk, mm -hmm. even if it's just go up to someone and say, can you tell me about your job? You can sit and listen. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Wanda, this has been an awesome um, conversation and you you've definitely had um, a very interesting path and continue to from flower farmer to catering company to now with um, Amari Global are they do they what how do they identify um, are they they're not pharmaceuticals are they they're we are not pharmaceutical we are actually trademarked as the mental wellness company okay 
We are completely holistic. So no pharmaceuticals, no pharmaceuticals, no drugs. And I will jump back real quick. Uh, it's like, how did I get to be where I am? I did work corporate America, high stress, mm-hmm. high anxiety. I didn't have any of these things at, at my disposal. So I saw that side of it. So it can be from anyone. It could be for you know the executive that's just crushing it, burning the candle at both ends. It can be for the athlete. It can, it, yeah. It's like I said, we all have mental wellness. So yes, I've been there on that end prior to becoming a flower farmer. I did the uh, corporate. So um, yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely have a, an awesome background and and, an interesting path. So um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me today about that. And like I said, you check out the show notes for how to reach out to Wanda if you are interested in talking about her catering company, or if you're interested in learning more about the product, um, that her company offers for mental um, health wellness. And, um, you know, again, want to thank you. Thanks, Leanne. I think we could talk for a long time. So we'll chat again. Yes, we definitely will. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.